Morris Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, Block from California. How y'all doing? Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. What's King? Block. Uh, what's up, King? How you doing, bro? I was, I was calling because the interview that you had, say, with Jon Stewart, honestly, I think it was one of the best interviews that you have, like, had at The Breakfast Club, period. Uh, from the range of topics that you discuss, just the discourse between two people is something that we need to see right now. That was like one of the best interviews that you all have ever had. Um, I Thank you, brother. That. We appreciate that. Uh, something, Charlamagne, that you said during that interview was that something that the Democrats have a problem with doing is our messaging, messaging. and getting that, yeah, getting that across to the people and like defund the police, right? It's a triggering, it's a triggering, triggering word. What do y'all think about saying like refund the people instead of defund the police? Because we're asking for a reinvestment in our communities. Correct. And maybe that helped get people in the door a little bit safer. What do y'all think about that? I think you said refund the people. It's going to be a trigger for people. But it it has to do with the police department. So I think, you know, that is really the focal point of it. The financing for the police departments. I was thinking that slogan gets the people inside the door, and then when you when you explain to them how you refund the people, now you talk about how we're divesting funds from police departments, putting that into mental health services, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah, I read a good article um, that uh, Michael Harriet wrote about um, Tim Scott, and you know he was saying that he likes the Republican police reform bill a little bit better than the Democratic bill, but it's actually the same bill. Uh, but mm. Tim Scott just has Tim Scott just has a different messaging. You know, so he's, he's still yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's still talking about defunding the police. He's just messaging it in a different way. Yeah. So maybe y'all should have like a prison abolitionist like come and like and a police abolitionist come and explain what it is. Like same dialogue that you guys are having, and really like let people know like, hey, it's not going to be lawlessness. We'll have a system. It's just a reimagining of public safety and uh, restorative justice in our prison instead of, you know, punishment. Okay. okay. Well, thank you for checking in, brother. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hey, good morning. Hi, DJ. Hi, DJ Envy. Good morning. This is Cheryl Collins from Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Please Cheryl, okay get it off your chest. By way of Akron. Okay. What's up? This get it off your chest. Time. Yeah, this is my first time calling, and I wanted to call and tell Charlemagne. He need to go sit in the corner. I've been wanting to call him ever since I was working, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to get in, and he needs to go somewhere and sit down. What why, why you want him to sit down? Why I want him to sit down? He want to ask John Stewart. You should have seen what my grandmother had to wear as a T-shirt. My grandmother was Tommy Lou Weems. He should see what she had to wear. I don't give a fuck about oh. what F. Now, I ain't talking. I'm talking for real. I ain't talking like my niece taught me how to talk. My favorite niece. Her name is T.C. Tamara okay. Collins. What you talking? I still don't know what you're talking about, baby. What you talking about? What shirt? Who is this? Charlemagne? Yeah. Charlemagne, you go yes. down somewhere. Go to timeout. 
And but why? why? You gotta. T- I, I need to know what I did wrong. Because you, you, you full of. Shit. Whoa. <laughs> you got that right. Okay. What the hell? You gonna ask John Stewart what his mother had to wear? You should have seen what my grandmother's shirt what had what she what? had to wear. I, time out. And, and, and me and you I, I, I didn't ask any John Stewart about what his mama was wearing. What is you, you talking sh- about? He sure did, Mama. Go ahead. Get on his butt. Go ahead. Tell him to sit in the corner Come somewhere. On, stop. We don't know what this woman is dealing with. Angela, Angela Yee, you know, many years ago, Angela, many years ago, Michelle K tried to tell y'all what was going on out there in the street. Michelle and who? Kevin Gates then tried to tell you when he's talking about people eating booty and shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How you doing, well, my love? You good? I want to talk about. Let us know. I'm glad Amanda what? Seals. I'm glad Amanda Seals is going to. Uh, whatever she's gonna do on TV. She talked about when John Stewart was talking about the shirt his mom wore in regards to him being called sexist. Is that what you was talking about, Mama? Yeah. John Stewart was not talking about wearing no goddamn shirt. He said, I think uh, something about a fish and a bicycle. That's what she's talking about. Yes, he did. That's right. I don't know what you're talking about. You should have thought my mother had to wear, my grandmother had to wear in Akron, Ohio during the riots. All this I done forgot. Wait a I minute, Charlamagne, shut up. You all want these, time out? All this stuff on Sit in the corner. Calls. I seen these kids crying in the street. All that brought back my memory. I'm trying to get a COVID-19 test, and they give me the f***ing run around. And I know the system. Where, where, where you from, where Mama? You, where you live at? Where I'm, you live at? I'm from Akron, Ohio, by way of Columbus. I'm going to call LeBron, and I'm going to have LeBron send you a... I'm going to have LeBron oh, send you a COVID-19 test. Shut the f*** up. You can't curse. <laughs> and now you stop saying. Charlamagne, that's the only thing he understands is cursing. You got to say, You're right. shut the F right. up. You're shut right. the I'm, F up. You got to be we, aggressive we, with me. Well, you, you hold on, all right? We, can we get your number so we, that way we can see if we can find a place that's doing the free COVID testing for you in uh, in Akron? Can we do that? I all love right. you, though. Get it off By the way, chest. I don't remember John Stewart talking about his damn shirt. I remember John Stewart saying he was from a single mother and he had a bunch of men working for him. How did, I remember her, how his, did mom his mom say his shirt get into this? Uh, I need a man like a fish needs a bicycle. Yeah. What that got to do with me, she though? Nothing. I don't know. But why, but he was saying not, that his mom wore that T-shirt. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. But that's the shirt she's talking about. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Janelle. Hey, get it off your chest. Hey, good morning. Uh, sometimes you got to think, some people don't know how to love. They don't know how to love, how they going to dish it out. Okay. okay. What you what talking happened? about? If they don't know how to love, how they going to dish it out? That is very true, but what are you talking about in particular? Uh, the, the incident that just happened with that young lady with the police officers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh... Oh! The, the violence it's hard for me. going on in the world. So you telling me that police officers... Hot. Yeah, they don't They don't know how to, to be taught. They, that's how they was taught. The police I, I, teach you how evil. They teach you how to be evil. And then you go home and, and do the same thing to the outside world. So that's not part of love. If you don't know how to love, how you gonna dish it out? Yeah, I think also too sometimes people just abuse power. You know what I mean? And then you don't you don't you don't realize that you're abusing power until you actually get power. And that bad I don't even need you to yeah. power. I don't even need you to love me. Just treat me like a human being. The woman was in the shower. She said, Let me get some clothes. They wouldn't even let her put clothes on. Because they don't care. Some men don't care how they treat women. 
So you saying, in other words, you don't care how you treat your mother, how you treat your daughter, how you treat your granddaughter. This goes on and on and on. If we can't stop, how it's gonna, you know, how it's gonna change. That's what I said. If, if you know, doing to others is you would have them doing to you. But if you don't care what happens to you based off how you treat others, at least care about what happens to other people you love based on how you treat others. Well, thank you for checking in, mama. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Joe from Brooklyn. Joe from Brooklyn. Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, man. First of all, I'd like to um, shout y'all guys out, man, for the, uh, everything that y'all bring to us. But um, I'm calling y'all today is because of, I'm trying to bring more of awareness of all the shootings that have been recently happening in Brooklyn, especially it's been like the wild, wild west, man. Like, a one-year-old got killed. Like, yeah, yesterday. It's, 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 it's crazy, man. And not only that, last night, it's been like six, seven people got shot shot in Canarsie. Canarsie. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. And it's like, yo, I got a family, man. Like, and now it's like, I can't even, you know, I mean, not only we got the the virus that's against us, but then we got the police brutality thing going on. And now we, it's like, and we're killing ourselves. Like, it don't make no sense. And it's just wild, man. I, I, I don't know. Like, this this 2020, man, it got to go, man. I'm over. My anxiety. Yeah, that's so know, sad. I mean, man, my anxiety is is all through the roof, man. Because these bullets, they shoot, they, the bullets are flying, but the bullets don't got no name. Right. You know? So That's it's right. in innocent people. That's right. You know? And, you know, right. I'm like, yo, it, it don't make no sense. This don't make no sense. We still got to factor in the fact that 40 million people are unemployed. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the hood is in bad shape right now. Not only you know, financially, but, you know, the way that coronavirus has impacted the black community. So it's just like, man. But, I mean, anyway, man, I just wanted to bring out more of awareness because it's, it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, people got families. Innocent lives being being taken in throughout these, all these. And it's, 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 it don't make no sense, man. Right. No sense right. at all. Hello, who's this? What's going on? This is Jimmy from Miami. Hey, what's up, Jimmy from Miami? Get it off your chest, bro. Well, y'all know that song, uh, Uptown Vibes, with uh, Fabulous and Meek Mill, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got a, I got a question for y'all. Um, specific, specifically, this radio station, you know, I cut off all, I lost part the Spanish news part. You know, I feel some type of way about that, man. What's up with that? We we do what? They cut off the Spanish guy. There's three people on this. Meek Mill, Fabulous, and Annuel. Uh, there is? Yeah. You didn't even know that? I had no idea. Yeah, but we don't we don't decide what music is played, sir. So uh, it's not particularly us. Nah, that's but that did validate lie. his the point. DJs. That did validate his point. <laughs> And, 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 and you know, like the Spanish radio stations, they, 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 when, you know, when we have English rappers on the Spanish radio stations, we let it ride, you feel me? Like, what's up? That's, yes, we sir. haven't played that song in rotation in months. That, that must have been on your mind for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm late. I know I'm late. I know I'm late. It's been a while since I've been hearing you on the radio, man. Y'all made my day. For real. All right, brother. Hello, who's this? It's toe time. Big chocolate to toe sucker. How we doing? Okay, Envy. Bring them out. Bring them out. So, so listen, it's my birthday this month, right? I want two things. I want to go to Foxwood Casino, Mohegan Sun, win some money in Connecticut. You know where I did the YouTube video with Snoop Dogg. And I want to come down to the studio and have Angela E. make me a cake, put some chocolate icing on her toes, and let me suck them toes for 10 minutes, girl. What do you think? Now, listen, I would be remiss to not actually pass this on to our resident toe model, DJ Envy. I'll pass. It will never, ever surprise me that uh, Big Chocolate the Toe Sucker doesn't give a damn about the Me Too era. Like, he just didn't even, he didn't even flinch at the Me Too era. He just remained <laughs> consistently who mm-hmm. he is. 
Sure did. She didn't even try to make a change. Nope. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. He just turned 50 years old. <laughs> Irv Gotti. Yes. Irv Old Man Gotti is on, the, is on the phone. But I feel renewed and refreshed and ready for this second run. Yes, second I saw you run, doing so a TikTok challenge for your 50th. You know what's messed up about that, though? I can, let's just talk about that because <laughs> I got over 100,000 views, like 2,000 comments. It totally went bananas, right? Mm -hmm. So my nieces and my new assistant Jackson's like, come on, you got to do it, you got to do it. So they didn't know I was going to throw up the middle finger. They thought I was going to do that shoulder or whatever to shake. So when I did it, they was like, ah, this is going to go viral. But I was like, once it happened and, and, and got all in, I was like, I will post some really meaningful things, <laughs> right? That is no one can. meaningful. <laughs> and like, it, I feel important. And it will get nowhere near the yeah. amount of what I just did for TikTok. So right. I guess, you know, it's it's a young it's a young generational world. Like my old heads though they felt me. They was like, Yeah, yeah, that's it. That was it right there. That's what I was doing. <laughs> now you gotta do now, what's you going actually on do the dance. No, 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 no. Her's uh, not doing no dance. Grand opening, grand closing. That was, <laughs> that was it. I'm not a TikTok guy. I got it. I got TikTok, not TikTok. It's, it's TikTok. It's TikTok, Irv, not TikTok. TikTok. Oh, I said TikTok. My bad. TikTok. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, you're back in the music. You're jumping back in full steam? I jumped back in, not just both feet, whole body. Because of this artist that God blessed me with. Just so y'all know, like, I wanted back in the music business maybe like 10 years ago. But y'all know me. I don't want to do like a regular artist or someone who I don't think could take over the world. I met the guy, my, my nephew, who's 22 years old. He called me and said, Uncle, I know you're looking young. And, and I wanted a young guy because it's a young world. I didn't want an old, older rapper. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't think a new, older rapper could take over the world. Irv, who do you like from, like, right now, before we get into who your artist is? Because you're saying, like, the older generation doesn't really, it's like a divide. So for you, like, what artists, because I was watching the BET Awards yesterday and seeing, like, who was nominated, who was winning awards. Who do you uh, like from the younger generation? I, I love, I love Rowdy Rich. I think Travis Scott is a beast. And I like them all. I'm a different old head because I'm so into music and I kind of understand artists and understand the new generation. Here's the one thing I don't like about the, the new generation is they are flagrant with disrespect of the old generation. <laughs> now, where's yeah, your artist from? Where, 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 where is he from? He's from Gary, Indiana. Now, let oh, me like Freddie Gibbs. Gary. It's mm -hmm. Freddie Gibbs, yeah, Freddie Gibbs. So let me tell you about Gary, Indiana. Everyone who talks to me about Gary, Indiana is like, yo, it's the hood. Right, you know, and that's and, where Michael Jackson's from, too. Yeah, now, of course, that's the flip side. Is the Jackson family mm -hmm. was raised in Gary, Indiana. There. They said their house was like a fixture of Gary, Indiana. Now, I was going to ask, you know, with this new artist, so are you full-blown record label Irv Gotti? Is is this bringing Murder Inc. back, or is it just the artist you're dibbling yeah. and dabbling with? Like, what's the plans for, for, for Gotti? I am, 
I am murder ranked till I die. So I, I'm not going to come back and change the thing. Like I got a big company, Visionary Ideas, is the flag that I mm -hmm. go under for TV and film. It's not going to be Visionary Idea Records. It's going to be murder ranked. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a different person now. Like, I'm also heavy TV and film. I have five TV series. I have Tales is coming back for season three once this COVID stuff ends and they allow me to shoot, ready to shoot. I got this other series that's a spinoff from season one called Trap Queens that's dope. It's, it's amazing. That's coming out on BT. Got this other joint called The Operator. I don't know if y'all caught the HBO Doctor scheme with my man Christian Dawkins. It was about the college pay-for-play. I got the series to that documentary on BET+. Uh, then I got the Click. Click is dope. It's like Entourage, but based on hip-hop and rappers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the rapper and the new young rappers, Entourage, and I call that the Click. Uh, that's on USA Network. And then I got a, a joint with Shaquille and Shawnee O'Neal called I Want to See You Less on TBS. I got five TV series, and then I got two movies. And I'm, I'm happy to announce here, I told them we have the job announcing on, on the Breakfast Club, that I got a signed deal with Warner Brothers. You know you know me, I got a big mouth, right? So <laughs> Yeah, you can't spill the beans. Like, they be like, yo, don't, don't say it, so it's signed, you're talking too soon, but I'm like, it's done. And what's the relationship with everybody in the ink now? Is there, have you spoke to him? I know why you didn't speak to some of the members. Uh, did you speak to any everybody? So when when y'all do this documentary, you could get. The, uh, I know you speak the to Ja. I know you speak to. You spoke to Lloyd. Now what about Ashanti and everybody else? I wish Ashanti all of the love and the best of thing in the universe and the world. But the direction that I'm going in now with my young boy, really the only people rule is to the casting jobs. But that's me and Black Child too. So it was me, Rule, Black Child, JT, and my girl, my girl Jordan. I got a, a, a white female rapper who's hot. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's that's Murderette to me and moving forward. You know, I still bang with Boogie Bird. I still bang with uh, Fitted Circle. They got their deals with 300. But my whole total focus and energy right now is SNS JT. Gotcha. A young boy from Gary. And I'm I'm doing that because I know if I could get him to reach the heights of this hip-hop culture in this world, I know for a fact that he could spearhead the whole resurgence of murder rape. And he's gotcha. that talented. Yo, this guy writes hit records in 15, 20 minutes. Well, you going to play like, something, MB? Yeah, yeah, we're going we gonna to play a joint. I, before we play this joint, I got one last question. When you, you play like the joint and everyone, when he plays the joint, he's going to play Ride or Die. Ride or Die was one of the records that he made when he first got to the studio after I was introduced to him by my new assistant, Jackson, and my nephew, Juwan, and he did five records in, like, a couple hours. Wow. And Ride or Die was one of those records. Before we play Ride or Die, question. Uh -huh. You think the industry now is too hard on anything Ja Rule does? And the reason I say that is, you know, Ja Rule shot that commercial, I guess, for a TV show, and people were like, oh, my gosh, Ja Rule's doing a Ja Rule commercial. Then <laughs> he was performing out in the show. Oh, my gosh, he performed for five people. Do you think, like, enough, enough, like, leave Ja alone? Like, they tough on Ja. I think because of the, the beef with, with that guy, I think it's just something that until we have 
overwhelming success. And in Me Too, I get a little bit, not as much as Ja, mm-hmm. that they question me and they think I'm whack. Oh, you're whack. And he, he killed and destroyed your career. And I just be like, okay, okay. Right? So I think because of the situation, it's a unique situation. And that's what keeps the negativity and the bull going. But I noticed something. I noticed something this time. And I noticed a change in the comments when they was trying to go in on him for the commercial and people was like, yo, what are you talking about? He's making money. He did a commercial. And it's, he didn't even do a commercial. It's part of the TV series that he has on TBS. But I think out of context, yeah. people didn't know what it was. It just looked like it was a commercial. It wasn't no context Yeah, because when I first it. seen it, I was like, this look crazy. Because it, it looked crazy. It, yeah, sh- sh- it didn't even look shot right. Exactly. He didn't even pronounce the names right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, but you know what's crazy? He's going to win the TV. It's a bunch of celebrities. Because that thing went so viral. It yeah, it did. So, yeah. so that's why I rule, if you see the first post that he posted, he was thanking the dude, yo. Like, yo, good looking. You know? He's for the marketing, he right. He blew it up. Mm-hmm. He blew it up, and it worked out great for, for rule because that's what the commercial needed exposure. It got monster exposure for no money. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, it worked for him, and it, it, it worked out well. You know, even what? the other thing is when he was doing this, the thing, really, that was for his man. You know what I'm saying? But gotcha. he, he parlayed it because Ja has a couple icon and mm-hmm. icon books people for any type of shows. So let's that introduce is, this record. That's why, that's why even going back to, to my man, JT, it's mm-hmm. crazy because I, I say it's God's plan because God flopping up, but then God also with this pandemic gave me the time to make Yo, I, I got two albums on. That's like we in the studio and he makes records so fast. And I I had an accumulation of music that I wasn't giving to people. I'm going to tell you now here on The Breakfast Club that once he breaks and like he's popping in radio and everything, mm-hmm. you're going to hear a hit record from JT for the next seven to ten years. I got enough music right now for three years of hits. Irv, we appreciate you for checking in, brother. I'm a complete black-owned business. Support black-owned business. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My gosh. <laughs> All right, Irv Gotti, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, I think this is a, a perfect time to let you know that uh, on OWN, they have a series mm-hmm. called Behind Every Man. And it's about uh, different relationships and couples and, and you know, their their wives or their significant others or the lady or woman in their life that holds them down. Uh, Neo was there with his wife. Kirk Franklin was there with his wife. Usher was there with his mother. Wyclef Jean is there with his wife. And I'm there with Kia, my wife, and, and talks like what she did, how she held me down, how I met it, and how significant she is in my life. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have this career and this life right here. But anyway, that's not what we're talking that's about. That's amazing. No, no, that's amazing. Kinda, it is kind of what we're it talking is. about. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. I can't wait to watch because people are going to be sitting there watching it thinking, man, you know, Envy didn't make his wife for six years. Okay. Well. <laughs> I've been with my wife 19. I've been married 19 years with my wife's 26 years. So, yes, we were young. Uh, so for about a third was... of your marriage, she was faking <laughs> orgasms. Play the clip. Play the clip, drum. Play the clip. So my wife faked orgasm for like the first 
six years of our, of our marriage, right? <laughs> faked it, right? I could, no, I I could see that. Charlamagne, have time. you ever faked it? But I thought I was doing it well, and, and, and she, I wasn't. But I was hurt when she told me that. Now, think about it. Can I she fake an hurt. orgasm? Can I fake it like, and act like I him and I didn't? That's why she got that Birkin tree at home. No. Uh, my no, wife like, regularly, like, every day, and yes, she does, you mother all right, the question is 800-585-1051. Could you stay with somebody that doesn't uh, make you orgasm? Do you want to explain? Oh. you want to add any context to what we just heard? No, I mean, it, I mean, so I was with my was wife. I was 16. It, was she like, I was 16. Was she... she was 15. I, you know, I, I broke I broke her virginity. I was the first person she was with. I didn't know anything about anything. Like, it's not a conversation oh, where you learn how to so please your wife. you didn't say that. See, that's context. What? You didn't say that. You didn't what? say that y'all was wild, young, and didn't know each yeah, other. Yeah, we were together. 16, now that 15. makes sense. It was, it was the first with each other, so we didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about sex. It's not something that I called my dad and be like, Dad, how do you have sex with your wife or your girlfriend? Or it's not something that you learn in the barbershop. You just gotta just dive into it, and I dove into it wrong. Well, for the record, it went from 16 to about 22. Right? <laughs> shut up. It's, what? Shut up. Let's you go said to... six years. <laughs> I hate y'all, man. That's why I don't like telling about my stuff to y'all. That's, that's like. God love Let's go you. to the phone. I, I know you do. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Michelle. Hey, hey Michelle. Michelle how are you? Are you a tortured soul? Are you a tortured woman? Oh, my goodness. I, I am. I am. Wow. I actually think us. it's more common than people realize. Wow. Um, now, listen, never, we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. I can only exhale from, um, from, from oral, and that has to be, it has to be a fantastic performance. But I've never, ever been able to from just intercourse, ever. Mm-mm-mm. And you know what, though? But at least you can exhale, right? Because there's some women who can't even exhale from that. Yeah, I think it's actually like the female version of like, like erectile dysfunction type order, uh, disorder. But it ain't your fault. Not your fault, because if you can make yourself get off, you know, with your vibrator or whatever, but your man can't do it, then that's on him. Well, can you? Well, she said, she, she said from oral. She yes. said he, he can, she can do it from oral. You can See, do but, it yourself. But that's, yeah. the, that's the problem. We have to learn our spouses because we we watch these TV shows as a kid, and you just think you just pound, 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 and that's what it is. But you, because we don't know, there is no class. When I was, there was no class. You don't learn. Like, how do you learn? You have to learn your spouses or your wives or your girlfriend's body, and that's what I had to do. Do you communicate what you need? I don't. I just lie. So <laughs> well, you, you can't do yeah. that. You have to no, tell you can't the do that. truth. You know, I'm kind of traumatized because one of my early on relationships, I, I was honest about it, and I believe that's why he started cheating on me a lot. I think he felt like less of a man. He mm. probably would have cheated anyway, but I think he felt like less <laughs> of a man and started cheating a lot. Um, well, well, he's a clown, know? and the reason he's a clown because when a woman tells you that you're not doing something right, what you do is you go learn, and you step up to the plate, and you 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 accept that challenge. Yeah, don't let that bad experience prevent you from having orgasms in the future. <laughs> I just take my L's and, <laughs> and go on with it. Keep it moving. All right, well, thank you, Mama. When did you learn? When did you learn? Like, how did you know you finally did it right? Uh, I mean, when you, you start really taking, really learning her body and really learning what her body, at first I would just, um, you know, you watch TV, so you just go in there like you're going to go in there eight-ish, oh, bang, 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 you get yours and you fall asleep. But I wasn't, you know, really thinking about her and seeing her body and her movements and we had to talk and have conversations, what she likes, what she doesn't like, and, and we went through there. Now, I read, I read some of the manuscript of the upcoming book. Is that why you started wearing her clothes and using her um, sex toys <laughs> to, like, learn... What she likes. <laughs> that would be a good time to get people to, you know, pre-order the book. 
but I'm not going to say what's in the book, but that is not in the book. That, that part right there, that's a lie. That is not in the book. Oh, they, they edited it? Okay, okay, okay. That chapter is called That, that part shoes. is not in the book. What's it called? <laughs> almost... In Her Shoes. That's the name of that chapter. In Her Shoes, yes! <laughs> yes, that's great. Yes. See, that's why I don't believe you. You talk about trauma. I'm having trauma right now, and y'all making fun of me. <laughs> laugh through the pain. Laugh through, laugh through the pain. Let's go to the phone lines. I hate y'all. It's not funny. Hello, who's this? I'm, I'm going to just go by anonymous. Shout out to y'all. But uh, I'm going to try to make this story quick. I once dated a chick when I got out of prison who ain't had no walls. And I, no thought, walls. I thought it was me. You know? Yeah, look, because I'm a little heavy on it, but I know I got my... Seven, the good, right about seven, between seven and eight, each of the good, good penis. Right? You ain't got no girth, though, bro. I hate when guys say mm-hmm. a woman ain't got no walls. You ain't got no girth. Solomon, you speak on your own, because I wide in the hallways. I just ain't reaching the back door. I ain't reaching the back door, but I'm wide in some hallways. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I see you. All right. Please continue. So you like a Pringles can. I ain't gonna lie, I thought it was me. And I'm like, I ain't feeling nothing. So we did it about a good two, three times. Every time I faked the orgasm, she mm. didn't know it though. So when she when we broke up, she, you know, we you know, we talked, she like, well, why did why did we work out? And I told her, like, look, you like a Christmas present. You wrapped real pretty on the outside, but ain't nothing in the box. Lord have mercy. So did she, <laughs> listen, so then she told me she ended up dating another guy who had a penis. Like a Febreze can. Mm. And he said oh. the same thing. She ain't got nothing in the box. You say, ooh, Charlamagne? So you excited about that? She, she has no walls. So I don't believe that. It's impossible. Did you ever have this problem with, with another woman or just her? Hell no. I'm engaged now. And my wife, I mean, my fiance is hella heavy. <laughs> I got to talk to her. I don't believe you. I, I got I to gotta get her yeah. word for it. Listen, she is hella happy. Trust me. Listen, okay. this chick was built like one of DJ Envy's uh, project homes. You know how Envy, you know, you go in and start and then you just start screaming out. What? That's how she was doing. Goodbye, man. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yo, black people are the best. Drop one of the clues bombs oh for black goodness. people. There's nobody better than us. You hear me? All right. All right. I knew exactly right. what he meant when he said that girl's poom poom was built like a project home. All right. Well, moral of the story is everybody check out Behind Every Man, and Behind I'll give you details of uh, our book coming out where you could pre-order. It's going to be amazing. We talk about our whole relationship, good, bad, ugly, everything in that book. Uh-huh. Uh, can't wait for you guys Behind to Behind Every Man is what? Charlemagne. <laughs> Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Big Draco, Soldier Boy. <laughs> yes, sir. Welcome. What's poppin'? This hey. motherfucker smell like two pounds of marijuana. Smell <laughs> <laughs> like the loudest cush you could find in New York this morning, sir. <laughs> Is yes, this Soldier Boy's first time on the Breakfast Club? Yeah, it's my first time. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. All these we've been on for eight years. I know. And now and you, you decided have so to much come? going on. Yes. And this is your first time here. So first time, man. I'm, I'm, I'm feel good. I'm glad to be here. Thanks let, for having let me. Let me look at your nostrils. Let me look up and make sure. What's in his nostrils? No coke remnants. So yeah. <laughs> just the weed smell. Yes, sir. Why do you think Soldier Boy used coke? I don't think. I just that's what the internet say. Where the, where those rumors start? Those rumors started with um a video from Cash Stacks. I had some Tylenol pills on the table. Mm. And she crushed the Tylenol pills up and she made a video on her f- 
cell phone and said I was doing cocaine. I remember that now. Yeah, and it leaked on the internet, and, you know, it started the rumor, but I never did cocaine in my life. So you say you had the biggest comeback so far. I did. Bigger than Tiger. Yeah. So break that down for us. What makes you say that? It's in the proof is in the pudding. Look at me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had the biggest comeback of 2018, period. When you, you did it. Were you really down before that and bounced back, you're saying? Cause down and bounced back? No, I just... Because that's a comeback, you know? A it's comeback? like you were down and then you bounced back. I, I I look at that, like, when I say comeback, I'm not meaning, like, oh, I fell off and I had the biggest comeback. I'm just saying, like, yo, 2016, 2017, I got into all them problems with the Migos and Chris Brown and Shia LaBeouf and this person, that person, and I was presented in such a way where people counted me out. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think they were you out. They were just laughing at you. They weren't taking you serious. Yeah, I mean, not even that. Even before that, like, okay. I came out with Crank That. Oh, he gonna be a one-hit wonder. I come out with Turn My Swag On. Oh, he can't do it again. I come out with Kiss Me Through The Phone. Nah, he can't do it again. I come out with Pretty Boy Swag. Nah, I go Platinum. Classic records. Then I go Diamond. Yeah. Then I, you know, then I come out with We Made It with Drake. And I come out with Yes, Bitch, Yes with Nicki Minaj. And they just keep doubting me and keep doubting me. So I'm not saying this for, like, I was doing my thing. I been doing my thing, but I was perceived in a up way, you know what I'm saying? So my bad for cussing. I a lot was, of that was your own doing, though. I mean, I was, was young. He was also young. He was like yeah, six, yeah. 17, 18 I was, years old. I was, I was young, you know. I mean, I'll I, I be tripping sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, when you say comeback, uh, you know, you got to say comeback from what? Because we, you were introduced as a musical artist. So a comeback would be another monster hit in 2018. That's why they say Tiger had the biggest comeback because he came back with a big record. Okay, Tiger had a record, but I my comeback was... People counted me up with the Chris Brown beef. They laughed at me. They thought it was a joke. I started this internet. I started the wave. I'm the reason why these new artists get signed. I'm the reason why it's a little pump. I discovered Chief Keef. Any of these artists is hot right now. Rich the Kid used to sleep on my couch. Famous Dex, I was the first person to fly Famous Dex to L.A. He was stacked on Deck Money Game before he signed the Rich the Kid. I started this, bro. Why y'all think y'all got this camera? Charlamagne, why you think y'all got all these cameras in here right now? Oh, I, I've been doing this YouTube. I was the first artist on social media. I agree media. with you on that. 100%. I was the first artist on YouTube. I'm the reason why they streaming right now. Everybody doing a song with a dance to it. Everybody yeah. working. Everybody doing what I did. They laughed at me. And now they doing exactly what I did. And shun me. And shun, I'm being shunned upon. Every artist in the game, all y'all record labels, y'all owe me 5%, bro. <laughs> Big Draco! Big Draco! Y'all all owe me a percentage, bro. I don't care, yo. Y'all laughed at me, bro, and shit on me, bro, like I was nothing. I agree with that. You just didn't have the biggest comeback of 2018. In order to have the biggest comeback, you got to come back with a massive hit. Because you're a musical artist. Tiger? Tiger? Okay. This person right here talk about Tiger. The <laughs> that lost his bitch to Travis Scott? Oh, shit. Oh Holy shit. Travis Scott and the bitch and got her pregnant. Damn. Holy shit. Because of what? He did a record with Nicki Minaj? Nah, the joint with Offset. Taste. Taste. The joint with Offset. You know how many songs I got with the Migos? Even after the You know how many videos I got with the Migos? You still cool with them? Don't pull out the drink. Don't pull out no gun Uh, now. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You got to be careful now. Pulling up some DMs in his Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. What they say? I haven't seen him yet. He about to show us. Maybe you and Tiger could do a song together. I love Tiger. (laughs) <laughs> it don't sound like I it. I can't wait to do a record with him. I didn't even say Tiger. I, I said musically. I said it was Meek Mill. This is from Takeoff. Miss you, brother. All love. Keep doing your sh- young legend. That was yesterday at 4, 11 p.m. Okay. So okay. no beef there. Okay. Yeah, squash the beef. Okay. I love the Migos. What about Chris Brown? I never had no... 
Me and Chris Brown talk. That's over. Okay. So that's, that, what was that? Yeah, what, this is your, your, your hotel key. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell anybody it was the Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna keep that between us. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep that between us. Hey, Shalom, I love you, man. You're, you're so funny, man. I love what you, was man. the problem with Chris and the Migos? Why? Why were you? Okay. So you really want to go through this again? Yes, All right, sir. Boom. Who? Which one to go through first? Who? Is anyone you want to start with? Um, Chris Brown. Boom. I seen a picture of Kerry Carucci, and, and I liked the picture. Carucci. His, and that wasn't his girlfriend anymore, right? That was his ex-girlfriend at the time. At the time, I'm mm -hmm. presuming, you know, that was broke up, you know, and uh, I liked the picture, and I got a call from Chris Brown on FaceTime, and he just was just going going off on me, like, yo, what the f***? You better stop liking her pictures. And I'm just like, bro, I didn't know that y'all was still together. You know, I'm sorry, my bad. If I knew that it was going to cause a beef and he was going to call my phone and say you want to fight me, I would have never liked Karuchi picture. So how did y'all get to that level where y'all wanted to smoke? Like, y'all supposed to have a celebrity boxing match, you and Chris? Like, <laughs> you what was happened? Training. <laughs> so basically what happened, he called my phone and he said, you want to fight? Fight you through the phone. I said, okay, cool. He he said, he said I'm going to call Adrian Broner and I'm going to set the, the fight up. <laughs> I said, okay, cool, CB. Set it up, my And AJ, AB called. He was like, yo, uh, let's do the fight. And he was trying to give me like a million. And I was like, bro, that's too, like, so boom, I called Floyd. I was like, yo, this CB want to fight me. You want to set it up for me? Floyd was like, I'll give you like seven million. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, cool, that sounded about right. Mm -hmm. So we set the fight up. I signed the paperwork. And then Chris Brown backed out. He ain't signed the paperwork. That's the end of it. So it was Chris that backed up? Yeah, bro, you could Google it. Have you seen Chris Brown since then? Yeah. And what happened? Not a damn thing. Did y'all speak at least? Yeah, it's over with. That's Did over. I just tell you that? That's <laughs> right. Don't make him repeat himself. Shut <laughs> up. Don't you make Big Drake repeat his mother himself. <laughs> nah, Shadow, man. We good. And what about with the Migos? Okay, so I, I was talking to this girl named India Love, and we was, we was cool for like two, three years, and Yachty called me one day. I posted a picture of, of her. We was, on a, we was on a TV show on BET, and I posted a picture from the TV show on my Instagram. Lil Yachty called me, and he was like, bro, you got to take that picture down. That's my shorty. So before I even say anything to Yachty, I call India, and I'm like, yo, you you, you dating Lil Yachty? If, if, you know what I'm saying? I'll take the down. She's like, I don't even know Lil Yachty. Like, I never met him before. So at this point, I'm furious. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? Like, is this trying to play my game? So I call him back, and I'm like, yo, my what's up? You want beef or something? Like, you want smoke? And it, and it started from there. And the Migos got mad at me because I went at Lil Yachty. You know what I'm saying? But Migos always been my brothers, though, bro. Like, when that was the first I, I flew them to L.A. So I was in no 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 like no 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 I was in the Versace video. Drake wasn't even there. He was on the song. I was in the Versace video. Did you feel betrayed? No, when they not, took no, Yachty no, side no, for no, a no, 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 no. You're not listening. She's not disputing you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't talk over Drake. You're disputing yourself. Y'all not listening. Y'all not listening. Y'all not listening. The Migos, that beat Versace, that was my beat. Go on YouTube and type in Soldier Boy, Teach Me How to Swag, part two. It got three, four, five million views on that same beat. Zaytoven gave us the same beat. That's how me and Migos met. Uh -huh. I called them and I was like, yo, that's my beat. What's up with y'all Oh, my bad, bro. You know how Zaytoven do. He's sending every rapper in the game the same beat. And I was like, okay. Well, y'all know what? We got to make some music together. We got cool after that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That was 2012, I knew the Migos before Drake did. I'm the nigga to put Drake. You like a godfather of hip hop. Oh, so God, to speak. I am. Soldier? I am. It's facts. Yeah. It sounds crazy when people sit back and listen, cause they be like, yeah, this is crazy. He did. No, I'm just that nigga, and it's just facts. It sounds so unbelievable that I done did it, but I really done did it, my nigga. Alright, we got more with Soldier Boy. When we come back, keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're talking to Soldier Boy. He's here, Charlemagne. 
Now, let's let's go through some of your most famous lies, right? Now, <laughs> lies or lies? Lies. Okay, lies. Now, you announced you had a $400 million deal with the World uh, Poker Fund. That was facts. What is what? You said it was an $80 million a year contract for five years for in-flight Google it. I still got the contract right now. What are you talking about? Well, the, co the company said it turned out that it was just shares that were valued at $2.5 million. Same thing. Well, millions is millions, baby. <laughs> no, no, soldier. Millions, millions is, is not millions. 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 You can't say $400 million and the stock is only two point five. Millions is, millions is millions, my baby. <laughs> All right, if the IRS come to you with that shit, I bet you'll change your tune. <laughs> You got a $20 million tax lien. No, it's millions and millions. Come on, man. Money is money, Shaw. So that was a real deal. It just wasn't. That was real, Charlotte. It wasn't it the wasn't initial the number amount. you said. Yeah, but it was real, though. Next one. All right. Charlotte. What about when you posted a sonogram and announced you was going to be a father? Bitch, finesse you me, You thought bro. you were going to be a father. I thought I was going to be a father. Send me a fake baby picture. Try to get some, some money out of me for abortion. It wasn't. It was fake. Thank God I posted that because the internet told me it was fake. Thank y'all. I, I appreciate y'all. I posted that. I was like, this is fake. So you were excited. I, you yeah. You were gonna I caught it. I'm like, bitch, the internet said this. But wait, hold on. Now back up. How did you think you were going to be a dad oh, when man. she was asking for money for an abortion? I fed the bitch. No, but I'm saying <laughs> she wasn't going to have the baby. Yeah, you can't. No, you don't understand how she's You're a not listening, Yee. Yee, you not listening. <laughs> you're not listening, Yee. You're not listening, Yee. <laughs> she's saying she's having an abortion. You're not going to be a dad. Yo, what did you talk about? All right, so listen, check it out, Ange. Look, look, Aiden, we're going to slow it down. Explain her how this birth of these things work. Yeah. I, I, I fucked the girl. Right. I, th club I thought she was pregnant. Right. She sent me a picture of a baby like she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Sonogram. 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 Right. And she said, give me this amount of money so I can get an abortion. I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. I posted it on the internet, and the internet said it was fake. Right. So I called her. I said, "Bitch, this is fake. I ain't giving you no money for a bush. You're not pregnant. You try to finesse me. <laughs> you get it now? Now I get it. Raw? But what I'm saying is, you said you posted it. You thought you was gonna be a dad. I did. Not if she's having an abortion. She wasn't going to get the abortion no, unless no, Sergeant no, gave her the money. But why are you not listening to the It's more to have a baby than to have an abortion. But why are you hitting these girls raw? I'm young Draco, man. F that oh, shit, my God. I want to feel that, <laughs> man. You still hitting raw now? Man, sometimes. This guy is crazy. Last time you had STD, 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 Oh, oh, uh, other day, I'm Gucci. So I watched the first episode of Marriage Boot Camp. Right. Now let's talk about the trailer because we see Nia uh, Riley saying, saying that. That's making a lot of noise, man. That's hollow. <laughs> Yo, you just never heard. You just never had a lot of chains on top of each other. Anybody, any rapper in the game that wear their chains on top of each other, they gonna do like that. I'm sorry, it don't matter who it is. From that's not real to you, Envy. They gonna do that. Anybody chains don't gonna know. do that. <laughs> Envy chains are small. They can't hit their feathers. Damn. Oh, 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 small too, and it's a rich bro. I don't have them. If you got some chains, they big like this. They gonna come on, make feel that. That's. That's drip. They had you on that fake watchbusters.com. Yeah, plenty of times, but right now, this is real, though. Right this now. Is right, now <laughs> right now, I'm in the game. I was on there. I, a nigga gave me a fake AP for my birthday. I, I ain't going to put him under the bus. Did he know it was fake? You look clean, though. You look like money, Big Draco. <laughs> Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Charlotte, man. I got my new video game, you know what I'm saying? They say that's counterfeit as f too now. Yeah, they always hate on the black entrepreneur. They, they'll, they'll give props to the Asians at Nintendo, the white people at Xbox, white people at PlayStation, but a black entrepreneur to come out with a rapper, the first rapper to come out with his own video game, they're going to say it's counterfeit and it's this and that. They're going to try to shit on me, but I'm going to keep striving and you know doing my thing because I made $250,000 in one day. Is Nintendo suing you for that video game? I can't. My lawyer said I can't speak on that. I'm sorry, Envy. Complex has an email <laughs> set up called soldierwatchtip at gmail.com for anyone who's ordered this Soldier, is the Soldier Boy, Boy products video game. but haven't received this them. This is the Soldier Boy video game right here. It's a console. You know what I'm saying? It's a console. Why are they saying it's like a How much I made yesterday, Charlotte? 
Uh, how much did I make yesterday, Charlotte? Boy, if you don't stop yelling at me. How much did I make yesterday? It's two hundred. <laughs> it's two hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars, six hundred and four dollars and eighty-eight cents. Thank you. Soldierwatch.com. It's Order a Google your, image, though. Order your video. No, it's not. I'm just it's Google image. <laughs> Come on, man, I'll do this. What does it say, Andy? You can swipe through it, it say, do your thing. I'll swipe through it, tell them. It, it say two. But all people receiving their products, though. Yes, they are. Complex got This is what happened. This is what happened. I put up the video game. I thought it would only sell, like, 500 copies, 200 copies, not a lot. We got, like, a f***ing thousand, 20,000 orders. And it got backed up. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't, I didn't, didn't expect it to go that, to sell that much. So you know what I'm saying? Order. So we got backed up. But so it, your, your product is on the way. So what games can it play? It could play Super Mario. It could play Sega. It could play Mortal Kombat. It could play Sonic. It could play Kirby, Pokemon. It comes with 800 pre-installed video games. But isn't that like trademark counterfeit? Yeah, and they're all licensed. Uh, so, oh, so you clear the license? Yes, sir. Oh, so they can't But, so, but they said they that can't. you removed the console because of threats of criminal charges <laughs> they for said, breaking the trademark counterfeit. They said, they said a lot of So that ain't true. What really happened was we got sold out, Charlotte. Now, let's talk about your personal life. Let's talk about Because you are it. on marriage boot camp. Yes. With Nia Riley. Are you guys still together? You got to watch the TV show. We TV okay. every Thursday night at 10 o'clock. Tune in. I want to spill the beans. We saw the preview where she said you were threatening to commit suicide and all of that. And mm -hmm. um, You can't kill yourself, very, It did seem very harsh the way that she came at you. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, what's really going on with that? Like, have you been making threats like that to her? Were you ever serious about that? Um, I don't want, I want y'all to be too hard on her. I think she got a lot of backlash in the media for saying that to me on the trailer of the show. You know, um, when you're in love, you say... Things that you don't mean, you know, in a heated argument, when things get intense, you take you say stuff that you can't take back, and you know, you you wish you didn't say. But when it comes to the suicide thing, it's, it's not a joke. I apologize to all my fans already, mm -hmm. and uh, I apologize here on the Breakfast Club again. I was in a dark, deep, dark time, and love do make you do some crazy things, and I'm stronger now. I'm in a way better place. You think you deal with any mental health issues? I mean, I deal with anxiety, you know what mental I'm saying? Mental health issues? Issues, yeah. Um, I don't know. I know uh, tried to kill me before, you know what I'm saying? So you probably got some PTSD? Yeah, tried to rob me, I shot them so like, well, we heard about it. Yeah, how'd you do it, man? That that was classic. Lisa, we heard about that it, video baby. We heard about that it. That was classic. Mm -hmm. No, I got a movie coming out. It's called Soldier Boy. The movie part two is called This Can't Be Real. They gave me three million dollars for it. It's coming out this year in all AMC theaters. How did you avoid getting charges from that whole situation? It was self defense, man. So basically, the whole story was boom. I was in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, this is a very serious topic. I know they turned it into a Soldier Boy challenge, and everybody was laughing and joking. But I could have lost my life; they could have killed me. You know right. what I'm saying, Angela? No, because I came and told her this story right after it happened. So boom, I was in Atlanta. Some niggas kicked in the door. I seen like five niggas running through my house with ski mask on with, with AK-47s. Where were you? You were inside. I was in the studio room. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They kicked in outside though, <clears throat> in the kitchen. So when I, I looked, they didn't see me. So I just opened up the door and started shooting it all on. What kind of guns you have? I had a Glock, like a 4.5 Glock pistol. Okay. I started shooting at all of them. The first guy I missed, he ducked and ran out the house. The second guy I hit him. The third guy I hit him. I hit him like five times. I walked up to him. I put the gun behind his head. I was going to blow his brains out. But I didn't want to blow his brain all over my couch. So I was like, this shit. So I didn't shoot him. I took off his mask. I looked at him, and I knew who he was. He was one of my homeboys. You know Damn. what I'm saying? So it was an inside job. I took the mask off. I shot him again. But I didn't shoot him in the head, though. I didn't kill him. I shot him in the back. I went back in the room, I shut the door, and um, the police came. The police got there, they asked me what happened, I said, ran in the house, I shot him. They said, you should have killed them. They said, in Atlanta, it's a self-defense law. If somebody come in your house, you can kill them. Five guys with AKs, none of them shot back? Nobody shot back. So you had two dudes on the floor? 
No, one the, the other got shot. He got out too. He ran. He got hit, but he kept running. It was five of them. So they caught him because he had to go to the hospital to get it fixed. I'm sure. Yeah, that's how it. You smart. So four got away. He got to the. He got to the. He got to the hospital, and then they had him on camera at the hospital. The police came to my house and showed me a picture from the hospital. He said, "Do you know this person?" And I knew it was him. And he was all shot up and shit. So I'm like, damn, that's the guy just shot up. All right, well, let's get into a Soldier Boy mini mix. Let me know your favorite Soldier Boy joint if you got one. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was a Soldier Boy mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Gee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Soldier Boy Yee. How does that affect you letting people even be around you and be in your house, like even after that? Because that's mean, traumatizing. It, it is traumatizing. It you up, you know what I'm saying? But it, you got to just know how to read people. Back then, I feel like I was young. I was real, moving dumb, young with money. I became a millionaire at the age of 17. That going to any kid up. You're going to have plenty of mistakes. I think I did a, the best job as I could with all that money as their age. You know Taking what I'm care of people around you, what? letting people come over the crib. What? Is that why you moved to L.A.? Why? Why you got Atlanta after all the shooting and stuff? Yeah. yeah, I moved like that same day. Like, like the next day I woke up, I flew to L.A. I never, I, and I was gone. You should have had video of that, though, because you said you had cameras all through the house, right? Hey, Soulja Boy the movie. This can't be real. Oh, so you got Dance. the video? <laughs> they got the video. That's the only way I'm going to believe this shit. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, so. uh, no, I just... Dude uh, is dead, man. What do you mean? That's the only way. <laughs> oh, dude died? AMC Theaters, man. Oh, the dude did die. <laughs> I sent it to you while yeah, we talking. Please talk. show me a clip of you shooting at some people, soldier. Yo, Charlotte, I had to save my life. I had mm-hmm. to save A-Rab life. I had to save Jabbar life. And I had to save Killer life. All them was It was three of us, and it was me plus three. A-Rab was in the studio with me. Killer was in the living room. And Jabbar, SODMG, my artist, he was, he was there, too. Nobody All else had a pistol? I was the only one with a gun. Damn. All three of them can attest to this and tell you this story, but you're going to see it on my movie when it come out, though. You know what I'm saying? AMC Theaters. But, goddamn, I had to do that, bro. They would have killed me, bro. I ain't mad Ima- at you. Imagine if I wanted to start shooting. Five niggas with guns, they probably would have tied us up. You know what I'm saying? Did all type of shit to us, bro. They tried to kidnap my nigga Jabbar. They grabbed him and was holding him. They grabbed him like this and was holding him with the gun like this, trying to back out the house so they wouldn't get hit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to shoot and not hit this so you trying so, to oh, shoot look. around Jabbar? Yeah. So where was Jabbar? If he was in the studio with y'all, he no, can't. No, a was, was in the studio. Jabbar was in the kitchen with Killer. It was two people in the kitchen. Gotcha. It was one person in the studio with me, me and a and that's what happened. Was he eating the something? other was holding. Yeah, Killer was making a sandwich. A sandwich? Okay. Make- no, nah, he was making some noodles. He was making some oodles and noodles. Why did you Why did you walk through the hood that time? And the, the whole, it's, who said Big Soldier ain't from, from the, the hood? hood? Who said Big Soldier ain't from the hood, man? What? Now, um, that's my hood for real, you know what I'm saying? So that's just my hood. It was just another day, and you know. That's Compton, though. Yeah. You're not Bom- from Compton? I am from Bompton. I thought you were from Mississippi somewhere. Nah, nah, I'm from Bompton. I'm from California, Bompton, yeah. How? What you mean, how? Where you from, South Carolina? Yeah, yeah. How you from there? I was born and raised there. <laughs> okay, believe that. You was born in Compton? No, nah, I was born in Chicago. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened when um that situation went down? Like, what happened when the phone oh, went man, down? Man, I just went in the hood. This when the whole Chris Brown beef was going on. I'm with all my niggas. It's like 30 of us. So we posted in the hood. We just chilling. I'm like, man, f- Chris Brown. You know, woo, woo. This back when the beef going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm on Instagram Live. So, um... This Chris Brown, he f- with my hood too. You know what I'm saying? He f- with my hood too. So he called one of the homies, and um, damn, who on it? You already started. Oh, uh, tripping. Oh man, just uh, sh- somebody sent them. You know what I'm saying? Somebody sent the little nigga to do a little his little thing. He's supposed to he's supposed to punch me. You know what I'm saying? He's supposed to knock me out, but he ain't do it. You Did he hit saying? you? He didn't hit me. I put my arm around him, and he pushed my arm off of him, and then that, that was, was it. it. Now, recently, your car also got stuck in a mudslide. Yeah, I almost lost my life, yeah. That was, listen, all these incidents happening. So tell me what happened and what that experience was like and how you got out. Man, God is good, man. It was scary as f- 
I'm driving, we in a BMW, it's dark, it's raining, the roads start flooding. So mind you, we right, I live in Malibu by the water, so I live like, we was at the bottom of the mountain. So the was falling, mud, mud and rocks was falling from the mountain because of all the rain. It went under the car. When it went under the car, my car got stuck in the mudslide. So my tires were spinning, I couldn't move no more. Once my tires were spinning, the water, it was raining so much, the water started rising up, rising up. When the water started rising up, it started coming in the window, flooding the car. I opened the sunroof up, I got out the sunroof, I stood on top of the car, and it was like a mud sh around it, and I couldn't get out of it, so I jumped off the car. When I jumped off the car in the, in the water, the shit came up to like my belly button, and the water was pushing you. Mind you, we right beside the ocean, so the car down there about to go in the ocean, that's how strong the current pushing Damn. you. You by yourself? I was with three of my, two of my homies. It was three of us together. How'd they get up? They all came out the sunroof. They followed me. Soon, I'm glad I did that too, cause we was finna die. And I just kept running, running, running. When I got you to- You was the, running through the water? Running through the water, swimming really. And then when I got to the end of the water, the police grabbed me and it was like five of them. And then the next day, the was all so over the news. The people in the car just followed you, you followed your lead? My two homies, yup, they followed everything I did. And I got us out of there, I let what us out of there. If they don't cast you I was as going new home. James Bond, then people ain't, then Hollywood ain't doing the right thing. Yeah, so. man, it's a true story, man. It was all over. I was on Time Magazine, bro. I never made Time Magazine my whole career. Now, what happened with Kanye? Did you went went at Kanye the other day? <laughs> yeah, so oh, look, so look, this is what happened. See how you turn up? I like you. Just yeah. So look, look, yeah. talking about Kanye. Mm -hmm. I'm that I'm the Kanye came in here talking about, I'm Walt Disney, and I'm, what did he say to you, Charlotte? I'm Walt oh. Disney, I'm Steve You ain't none of that. Then why you ain't come out, why you ain't come out with shit then? I came out with a whole video game console, bro. I'm the first rapper to do that in history, bro. You kissed them folks' ass at Louis Vuitton, and you kissed them folks' ass at Adidas, and you came out with two pair of goofy-ass tennis shoes. Say white folks, don't just say folks. Them crackers. Hey! And got crack down. Big Draco! And that, and that ain't, and that ain't, that ain't, that ain't enough, bro. I'm younger than you, I'm flyer than you, you crying on you crying on Twitter every week about Drake? Well, you gotta stop that, shit, bro. You look lame, bro. And real street and young kids like me and young degeneration, we looking at you like you goofy, bro. You up here supporting Trump and shit, bro. That shit not right, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I just sat back long enough, and I'm not holding my tongue no more, bro. You know what I'm saying? Kanye, call me, bro. Get in tune with me, cause if not, I'm start. I'm gonna keep checking you, bro. But you know what you're doing, bro. And that shit not funny, bro. It's not. You know what I'm saying? You out here trolling and shit, doing songs with 6 9 y'all getting shot at and shit. You know what I'm saying? So Trump, man, gone with that cap ass shit. Whoever a Democrat and whoever holding it down for my black community and gonna do something for my people, that's who I'm voting for. And and Kanye, you ain't none of that shit. Bro. What you think of 6 9 You mentioned 6 9 You're not stuff Walt Disney, you not Steve Jobs. Could you Steve stop interrupting Draco's rant, please? You not right? um <laughs> none of that shit that you claim to be until you show me. You know what I'm saying? Only thing you did was come up with some pair of tennis shoes and them is ugly and they cost too much, bro. Have you ever voted? Yes, I voted for Barack Obama, man. YouTube it, Soldier Boy vote. I, <laughs> I, I support this, shit, bro. I really Barack Obama followed me on Twitter, bro. His daughters are fans of my music. They like me and Beyonce. So what did you think about Six Nine and all the trolling he was doing and where it got him? What did you think about that? I don't think nothing about it, bro. He Six Nine isn't nothing but a Soldier Boy child. He got all that shit from me. Now he's sitting in jail looking crazy, bro. You know, but that's the route we thought you was headed. No, for a while. I'm smarter than that, bro. Cause you I'm, was doing the same type I'm, of dumb. Shit. I know, Charlie. Yeah, go ahead. Kick it to me. Yeah, he was doing the same type of wild, <laughs> dumb shit. And I said, if Soldier don't slow down, he gonna end up in jail or dead. Thank God that didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yes, sir. But God is good. God bro. is good. But yeah. when you look at somebody like Six Nine, do you ever say to yourself, "Damn, that could have been me. That could have been me." Yeah, but I know how to move. I thought he knew what he was doing. All right, we got more with Soldier Boy. When we come back, keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning.
Don't do that. Mind wow. blown. Don't oh, do that. Nigga, son is in his heartbeat. Don't oh, do wow. that. Drake? Arby? Wow. Don't do that. Have he ever reached out to you? <laughs> Drake? Yeah. I took the Drake all the time. Yo, who y'all think I am in here? Mm. Y'all is crazy. But bro. people can say that Yo, you got, see, let me see you got your nickname nah. from Drake, though. Oh, what? Draco? Draco. No, nah, my first name is Dre. My middle name is Cortez. Draco. Ooh. Oh. You pick Draco, nigga. You better show some goddamn respect. Who number I sent it to? What's your number? Who got a number? I ain't giving you my number. I don't want you bothering me. What's your number? It's the last one FaceTiming me. I want y'all to watch just like a minute of the movie before I Yeah. Just tell me what y'all think. Well, last before, hey, before you do iPad. that, Schoolboy yeah. Q's looking for you. You know that, right? Who I'm texting? Who I'm texting it to? Text Shout him. out Schoolboy Q. He just didn't. Yo, read his He's DM. looking for you. What he want from me? He wants you to kiss him. So yeah, shout out Schoolboy Q, man. Let me pull up the DM. Let me see what he wanted. He wanted his video? What like a cameo? I think so. He don't know. He don't All right, know. Here you go. What do you say? For sure, cuz big Draco. Yes, sir. Big soldier. What it do, nephew? I just finished my album. I got this video of my N-word. I want you to go up and clown with me in it. Okay, so you're right. You did one of the video. Just what I just hit. Yeah, you all good. No, no problems. You hot right now, Big Draco. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> Fuego. My new mixtape, Fuego, is out right now. It's out right now? Yo, the funniest thing just happened. I signed a single deal with E1, right? Why? Because for <laughs> like you, musically, Meek Mill has to come back and <laughs> So I'm trying to come back. So I signed a single deal. Goddamn. Oh so goodness. look, I got hit my line. I put it out. I dropped this new mixtape called Fuego two days ago. The global president called yesterday morning and said that they want to do the whole album. They're going to do the album deal. So I'm lit. Well, Soldier Boy, we appreciate you for joining man, us, man. Thank you, Envy. I'm out, man. I love y'all. Drake going to bust right, your ass, go. too. Man, me and Drake can catch hands right now. One-on-one. <laughs> 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 I ain't scared of no damn Drake. All right. Well, it's the Breakfast Club and Soldier Boy. You are a donkey. I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. You had to make a judgment of who was gonna be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Donkey today goes to a white battle rapper named William Wolf. Uh, never heard of him before this week, but I'm not into uh, battle rap like that. Okay, I'm only doing this donkey because it is a teachable moment. See, William Wolf is a battle rapper who, for whatever reason, is always trying to justify his use of the N-word. Uh, last month, according to Hip Hop DX, drop on the clues boss for Hip Hop DX. I love Hip Hop DX. My man Trent Clark, what's happening? Uh, according to Hip Hop DX, William Wolf was battling a rapper by the name of T.D. Barry at the Gates of Garden Battle League, and he addressed the topic of the N-word in a rap. Let's hear it. All this dark skin versus light skin shit. What was the point of Brown versus the Board of Education when in modern day, y'all dissing kill each other over a slight difference in pigmentation? But I can't use the N-word in the hood. Well, that's news to me. When he say it, it's a term of endearment. When I say it, that's racist. Cut the foolery. I don't say that in the hood to oppress your people, and that's cool to me. I use that word strictly as a street term to represent the unity. Okay, let me break this down in a list tongue language you can understand. Uh, William Wolf is talking about dark skin, light skin beef. He thinks that we kill and diss each other over pigment. And what's the point of Brown versus Board of Education if we're going to do that? Okay, Brown versus Board of Education was the ruling that made state laws establishing racial segregation unconstitutional. So basically, he's saying, what's the point of being uh, integrated if we just going to 
fight and fight amongst each other. All right. Then he said, when black people say it is a term of endearment, when I say it is racist, cut the foolery. He only uses the N word as a discreet term to represent unity. Uh, see, right then and there, William Wolf, somebody should have told you to shut the F up forever. As I was playing those clips, our white camera guy, Steve, was just shaking his head like, what the hell is wrong with you? You wasted good white skin. Okay. As LeVar Ball said, stay in your lane. Like, sir, the N word, sadly, is a black thing. And you just wouldn't understand. Do I agree with it being a term of endearment when black people use it and considered racist when white people use it? Yes, I do, because I understand context and context matters. Do I wish black people, including myself, would just stop using the word altogether because it's a slap in the face to our forefathers? Yes. Okay, all of those things can be true, though. But what I don't need is a white battle rapper chastising me on my culture about it. Now, William Wolf is just another in a long line of white people who are willing to die on the hill of the n-word why i don't know okay but he was in a battle rap recently uh this rap went viral over twitter and he learned a lesson that i think everyone everyone can learn from okay you can say whatever you want you can use whatever word you want just as long as you're willing to deal with the consequences of your language okay william wolf learned that lesson during his latest rap battle when he tried to take things a step further than he than he did at the gates of the garden uh, let's go to rick smooth's twitter page for the report please I leave everybody hanging over your shoulder still. I can old school bump them with the shoulder still with shoulder still. Box him up. You want the David Blaine or the Holyfield? Either yeah. way. Either way. What <laughs> else? He's tragic at the end. David Blaine, Holyfield. I got magic in these hands. Right. I ain't like these other battle rappers. They talk too much. Saying I can't use the N word in this battle. My nigga, I just call you. Oh. <laughs> he got punched right in the jaw. Right in the mouth. As soon as he let that N-word fly. Okay? What happened to the magic in the hands? Okay. <laughs> Too much goddamn mayonnaise. <laughs> White people, you got to respect your jaw. Okay? I don't know why it's a term of endearment when black people use it, but racist when white people use it in the exact same context, but it doesn't matter. Okay, your lack of pigmentation makes all your N-word privileges null and void. Now listen, once again, you can say whatever you want to say whenever you want to say it, just as long as you're willing to deal with those consequences. But William Wolf, listen, you are already a Taurus in this thing called hip-hop, this thing called battle culture, okay? All of this, all of that is a black art form, all right? You are a guest in that house. Being that you are a guest in that house, respect it. Simple as that. Respect the people in that house. Why would you think that's okay? Why would you try to push the envelope in that manner? Yes, battle rap is all about saying the most disrespectful thing to your opponent. As a white man, you have to know one of the most disrespectful things you can say to a black man is call him the N-word. So I have to ask, was that your intention? If your intention was that level of historical ancestral disrespect, well, then it's no secret why you got that disrespect returned immediately. Okay? Look, white people, I'm just trying to assist you here. All right? I know Michelle Obama says when they go low, we go high. But some people, when you go low, they going to take it to your jaw. All right? <laughs> and that's exactly what happened to William. Please let Remy Ma give William Wolf the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid mother are you dumb. This just in, uh, we have an update. Uh, William Wolf actually has released a statement uh, since this whole situation happened. Uh, let, let, let's hear it. What's good, Josh? Your boy William Wolf. I just came back from the battle rap event. Um, the battle did not finish. I got snuck during the battle off of a line that I said or whatever that got misinterpreted or whatever got broken up. To me, it's not that deep. I'm not damaged, you know what I'm saying? I'm not injured or nothing no like that. I might fall back off battle rap for a little while just because of how corny this played out. And um, that's going to make this not fun to me anymore. That punch was life-changing. 
right? That points to the job, put everything in perspective for William Wolf, made him rethink his whole career path. He said he might put Battle Rap on hold. Listen, man, this is why sometimes violence is necessary. We don't need people to get shot. We don't need them to get stabbed, killed. But every now and then, when someone puts those healing hands on you, it can give you the clarity that you need. Let William Wolf be a lesson to you all. All right, well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm -hmm. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get back with our best of interviews. That was Bruno Mars. That's what I like. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we got a special guest joining us. Her name is Tiffany Haddish. You might know her from where, Charlemagne? Yes, uh, she's from the Carmichael Show. She's got a show coming out with Tracy Morgan called The Last OG. She's going to be in the upcoming movie Girls Trip with Queen Latifah, Regina Hall, and Jada Pinkett Smith. She's just a very funny, blessed, and highly favored individual. I used to watch Tiffany when you used to be on VH1, uh, what was that, I love the 90s. Yeah, you was on it too. I know. <laughs> you watched it. That's Tiffany Haddish is here. Yeah, we Haddish even taped here. the same day. We yeah. did tape the same yeah. day. I remember that. I okay. asked you to get in a photo booth with me and you said you was busy. That's Ooh. not true. That's yeah, not true. he was busy though. They was they was talking wow. in the room. You was busy. Wow. Yeah, remember they had the photo booth, you know, and yeah. I was thinking that would be so cool if I could take a picture with you and then I could just brag on like, look, guess who I know, bitches, you know, <laughs> all through the hood. Well, my how the tables have turned. Mm-hmm. You, I bet you take a picture <laughs> now. Tell, tell, tell what she should know. How many times you on that list? Oh, the New York Times bestseller? Tell us. It's a few weeks. About oh. seven, eight weeks. Yeah, I, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there you you go. killing the game. Thank you very you can, much. I just finished your book, too. Very good. I appreciate very that. Very good. Very, very but good. But no, book. I, 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 thought, I always thought you was funny, but I, when I heard your story, you started raising all your siblings at a really young age. Yeah, yeah. My mom had a, a, a really bad car accident. She mm. Her head went through a windshield, and uh, I was nine. There's five of us total, and I'm the oldest. And so at nine years old, you know, my mom had to learn how to walk, talk, eat, everything again. And so basically everything she had taught me up to that point, now I'm turning around, I'm teaching her. And so um, I was like a full-on mom, like right away. Mm -hmm. And I remember the day my mom came out the hospital, the doctor pulled me to the side. He said, look, she's never going to be the person that she was, and it's time for you to grow up now. You're going to have to help her as much as you can, mm. okay? And I was like, okay. But here's the thing. Like, I, when I think back about it, like, um, I feel like it made me super strong. I couldn't really read that good at that point. And then... It was only eight. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what you was supposed to be reading? I was supposed to be reading these. I got to read these food stamps and everything and, and then fill out all this paperwork so we can eat. But what happened to the ready? accident? Was, did somebody hit her? or? Mm, no, my stepdad had cut the brake lines. Uh, I found that out uh, later on when I was like 21. That, you trying to kill uh, your mom? He had, see, what had happened was, oh see, goodness. cocaine is a horrible drug. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he had a few women's pregnant. And um, and he had ins policies on us, and he kept moving us. Like, we had these houses in L.A., and he moved my mom from there. We moved to Pomona. Then from Pomona, we moved to Colton, which is even further from L.A. And my mom at the time was a manager at the U.S. Post Office. She had her own business going. She had properties going. Like, she was, like, a very, you know, entrepreneur, strong right. woman. And she was only, like, 28, 29. And, um, yeah, so we was all supposed to be dead. And I remember when I turned 21, I got really depressed, and I was crying. I wanted to kill myself. I wanted to die because I felt like, why am I even here? I can't take care of these kids. I can't, I, like, I'm not good at, and I just want to be happy, but it's hard. You know, I'm frustrated. And um, he took me out for drinks, and he was like, the stepdad. yeah, and he said, you're supposed to be here. Because uh, you could have died a long time ago, but you didn't. And I don't, you know, and then he broke it down to me, and I was just like, what? 
So he basically told you he tried to kill your mama? He Bro, tried to kill all of us. Because yeah. you, 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 for a while you held on Holy to that because you cow. thought you were supposed to be in the car. Yeah, we all were supposed to be in the car, and I had begged her. I ain't got I had, tissue, I, ain't <laughs> so hard, but Thank you. But I had begged her to let me babysit because I'm like, I'm eight, you know, eight and a half, about to be nine. Uh -huh. I know how to make hot dogs. I know how to make rice. I know how to change diapers. <laughs> I know how to make babies, you know, formula, all of that. We going to bed in a couple of hours anyways. Why drive us all the way to L.A., drop us off at my grandma's house, then you go to work. Then you pick us up at like six, seven in the morning. Drive all the way back. Then I gotta go to school or whatever. Just let it. Just let me babysit. But she didn't come home. Wow. You know, three. She let me. She let me babysit. But then, you know, three days go by. She don't come home. And she said, "Don't call nobody. You know, and don't uh, answer the phone unless it rings twice and then hang up. Because you know that's how your mama right. do when she leave and at home alone. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. called two times. Hang up. Then call, then call back. back. Yeah. Then you like, oh, you that's mom. Nine, you didn't want to get mom in trouble. Get mama locked up. Right, so you didn't right. You don't want right. social workers no, in the house. No, no. Well, yeah. we didn't, I didn't even. You didn't know what happened. No. And then on the third day, I was just like, man, I called my grandma. Like, have you seen my mama? Have you talked to her? She was like, no. I'm wondering why y'all ain't came by the house. And uh, I told her that, you know, I'm babysitting, but we we running low on rice. <laughs> like eight, eight years old. Eight years old. Wow. And it was like a damn. Well, what you doing this weekend? Because you know how to raise kids. I got five. I need some help in my house. Ooh, no, no, no. See, that now, now I don't really want to. You really want to be around <laughs> I really don't want That's to. That's the best birth no, control. No, no. I was married to a man that had children, and I, and I, I love his you kids. You yeah, I'm a, I'm a beautiful woman. I didn't say yeah. Your ex husband is. I'm a beautiful woman. Your ex husband is actually the man who helped you find your real father. Yes, he found my real dad. That's how he got me. Um, no, I want to talk about your daddy, now. your biological daddy. What had happened was, oh he started selling green cards. Okay. Uh, illegally, and that's what got him caught up, and that's why he like took off. And so last time I saw him, I was three. And my mom used to always tell me uh, before, you know, like, uh, my middle name is Sarah or Sarah. And in that language, it means princess. So she used to be like, yeah, you're supposed to be some princess, but you look like your ugly ass daddy. And like, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> So for years, I thought my dad was ugly, and I thought I was ugly, too, because I look like this man, right? But turns out, um, I go on this cruise. I meet this dude on the cruise. Don't tell me you your daddy now. Come no. On now. This is ex -husband. No. Right. My ex-husband. Okay. No, just because you got it in with your auntie, <laughs> don't mean um, <laughs> I read the book. So. <laughs> She's a good one over here. No, no play. So, um, <laughs> so uh, no, I went on this cruise. This dude, he was, like, filming me and stuff and telling me that my smile just lit him up and made him so happy and everything. And he told me he was a police. And at that time, I had just found out about the stuff with my mom and all that and my stepdad. And so I had got in my mind that that's what I need to do. I need to sleep with more police. I need to date more police and I can figure <laughs> out how I can get this man locked up for doing what he did to my mama. Right. So I was going through this whole little point from the time I was like 19, 18. He said, I'll find your daddy for you, but it's going to cost you. And I was like, I'll pay you whatever you uh, want. Thinking I'm going to get my little booty or something. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I was yeah, going to yeah, give him some of that, uh, a couple of hundred dollars. And he was like, I want you to marry me. That's what I want. Damn. And so he found him in three weeks. And then, like, I'm a woman of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, Tiff, come oh on now. God, I'm going to do it. You married a man because you know how to do search Google? No, he did more than search Google because uh, my daddy was hard to find. But he uh, talked to me every day on the phone for those three weeks. He got up in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, uh, and I really enjoyed his conversation. We laughed a lot and stuff. And I was like, oh, I just need to see what he looked like. And then it'll be cool. And... 
he he linked me up with my dad, and I knew it was my dad because I could, the things he talked about only my father would know. Mm-hmm. Did you really want to connect with him? You didn't have no uh, reservations or feel anger because he left y'all. Well, or? you know, when I was a teenager, I wanted I w- I felt anger, and I thought to myself, oh, if I see my dad, I'm gonna kick him in the ding ding. First thing I'm gonna do, but. Then as I got older, I realized, well, dang, you know, him not being there allowed me to experience so many things. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good thing he wasn't around. He might not have been a good dad. Mm. And I thanked him for that. that. That was one of the first things. I gave him a hug and I said, thank you for not being there because I might not be the person that I am today if he was there. Do you have a so, relationship now? He died three weeks ago. Oh, I, I saw that. Yeah. He died three, I saw that on Instagram. He, died, he died three weeks ago, and uh, I turned up last night in a little Ethiopian restaurant for him, drank like three glasses of honey wine. I didn't pour none out because he didn't drink, <laughs> but I did. All right, we got more with Tiffany Haddish when we come back. We got to talk about why she hates bunk beds. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Nighttime, she don't liquor, don't like being tipsy. She don't do the Henny, just wipe That was Drake Controller. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now from the Carmichael Show and Girls Trip, Tiffany Haddish is in the building. Charlamagne? Now, how'd you end up in foster care? Um, so, that's an interesting story, too. Yeah, so basically I was taking care of these kids, you know, and um, I wasn't the best mom, okay, and I'm taking care of my mom, You're too. You're only nine. Um, okay, but at this point I'm 12. <laughs> 12 I, should be, okay. I should be better at it, right? But my mom had another baby, right? Um, with my stepdad, she she was getting off, she was off the chain with it because she lost all her friends. So now I'm her friend, so she's telling me about her sexcapades with my stepdad, meeting we met in a Volkswagen and we did it in a Volkswagen, girl, and I'm like, did what? <laughs> She's like, the sperm disease. That's what she called it. <laughs> yeah. She told me I couldn't do it till I turned 21. Then I could have babies and I have to get, that's when you get the vaccination. Um, and then, because men have this stuff that shoots out of their weenie that um, can cause your legs to fall off and your baby carriage to fall out and then you'll die in three days. And wow. Yeah, she really said, she said, she said that men have enzymes in their mouth that'll eat your face up and eat your so don't just kiss guys. Don't never put your tongue in a man's mouth because the enzymes in their mouth will eat you up if you don't have your vaccination. And it was so funny when she told me that because then I went to school and I seen one of my homegirls, my friend Amber, she was kissing the dude. I was like, oh, no, Amber, you're going to die. You're going to die. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I I went home to my mom. My mom said, don't worry about her. Her parents knew she was going to be a hoe. They got the shot for her early. And uh, so anytime I would see a girl kissing her, someone would be like, yeah, he did this to me. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you you got the shot early. And then when... Your mom is like a comedian. My mom is a mess. She used to to play, like, you know, Bill Cosby albums and and Richard Pryor and Lenny Bruce and all this stuff. And she's supposed to be a Jehovah's Witness, but we listening to cussing and all that because she, she was just, she really, I think she's just a Jehovah's Witness for the babysitting. Anyways, um... He was watching the kids, 12 years old. Yeah, so I'm watching the kids, 12 years old. My brother wasn't... my. She would... Like, I went to school before all the other kids, and I would lay out their clothes. And my baby brother, he would go to school, wear whatever he wanted to wear, and he would pee in the bed and stuff. And the tea, he would get to school, and the teacher would be like... He'd tell the teacher, I'm hungry, I'm this, I'm that. And so then, you know... They called the social workers, mm-hmm. and they came over. I mean, we had roaches. I mean, I wasn't the best housekeeper. It was a lot of things that I wasn't doing right. And then the social workers started talking to my mom, realized she got some mental issues. I mean, she was talking about, my mom used to talk about aliens in the house, and that she could hear them, and they come in, they could try to rape all the kids and stuff. And she would, like, <laughs> not let us go outside, and we were only allowed to go to school and come right back. And if I came back, like, five minutes late, I was getting beat for that because you must have been out there letting aliens rape you. And it was just... <laughs> 
just crazy. It was crazy talk. I remember she was pregnant with my baby, baby brother. She punched me dead in the face, busting my lip and stuff, and like pushed the whole dining room table into my into my uh, abdomen. And I just thought, oh, now I'm never gonna have no kids. But this is cool. And then we, the social worker came through, evaluated the house, and she came over like every uh, other weekend. And then one day, my mom got into a fight with the front neighbors, and she had hit the dude with the two by four and then accidentally hit his baby and she got arrested what? yeah but they didn't even take her to jail they just took her to the the mental institution and we got to when i came home from school it was police cars out there and the the social worker was putting all the clothes in trash bags and she's like you got to get your clothes and put it in trash bags let's go you you moving and i was like what and my stepdad was there and he could have took at least my brothers and sisters i'm the only one from my father but he could have took the rest of the kids and they didn't have to be in the system like that and he's like take them all take them all Whoa. i'll just follow you and see where you drop them off at and i'm like why do, like just let me go take them like don't let them have to live this life how many father families were you with i was with three okay three different families and then um i went first to mclaren hall uh which is uh, like the it's like a jail but they it's, it's messed up. McLaren Hall is not somewhere you want to be, but I was only there for like a night and a half. So um, That's kind of where your comedy career was born. Yeah, that's where it was born at because it was we had to share this room, and I, I, that's why I don't do bunk beds now. I think bunk beds is dangerous. I don't, I don't never want to be in a bunk bed. Plus, you're grown as hell. Yeah, I'm grown no as hell, no but f*** a bunk bed. So, uh, <laughs> 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 I hate bunk beds. Like you want to see me? You no, you want to see me have an attitude and ready to squab? Put a bunk bed in the room. Watch what happens. Nobody's gonna put you in a bunk bed, girl. Now, mm, I don't do bunk beds. You've had a guy try to have sex with you in a bunk bed? What? And as soon as I see a dude got a bunk bed, I'm like, uh, bye. Uh, bunk Who are you dating with? Dudes have bunk beds. Dudes no, have bunk beds. They have air mattresses and bunk beds. Nah, that's true. She lives in LA. <laughs> so it's like all the people trying to make it on the come up. Yeah, yeah. they have like five uh, roommates okay. and stuff. And I'm like, uh-uh. Anyways, in McLaren Hall, they had these bunk beds. It'd be like four in a room, right? Four beds in a room. And there's like these hella like... These is gangster chicks with mental problems and all kind of stuff, and they can't house them. And so here I am, like 12, uh, almost 13, up in here with these chicks. And they um, they was like, yeah, we're going to whoop you. going to cry tonight, bitch. We're going to whoop your m***ing ass tonight. Like, and all I can think is this bunk bed, like, there's no out. There's no way out. You just, you trapped up against this wall. So I just start acting real stupid and like clowning and was like, yeah, you want to beat me up? Oh, come on with it. And I did, like you cross your arm over like this, like I seen on Saved by the Bell. And I was like, you ain't going to touch my fucking face though. And like, and I was being real stupid. And all I could think of is um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? This movie like inspired all my comedy because there's a scene in, Frame Roger Rabbit, where the detective says, Why are all these people doing these nice things for you? And he says, Because I make them laugh, Eddie. If you make people laugh, they'll do anything for you. And I'm like, Yeah, that's the ticket. This is how I'm going to get people to do my homework. This is how I'm going to get people to help me. This is how I'm going to keep from getting beat up. So I just start clowning, just start cracking jokes and, and being like mostly cracking on myself. And these girls was like laughing. They was like, Yeah, she got problems. We, they ended up not beating me up, but I was so scared. Like, they, like, I was scared. I just knew I was going to get beat up. But they didn't. They didn't beat so me up. comedy was a defense mechanism. It was a defense mechanism, oh, and I had to... It saved my the, life. You know the best part about that story? 
What? Roger Rabbit is responsible for your comedy Yes, career. and you know what's crazy? <laughs> you know what's crazy? I ended up in the Laugh Factory comedy camp, and one of our first mentors was Charles Fleischer, the dude that did the voice of Roger Rabbit. Wow. Do you know I wanted, I hugged that man so hard and was like, thank you so much for doing Roger Rabbit because you changed my whole life. You kept me safe. I have friends because of you now because I didn't have friends when I was younger. And because I saw that movie, it just changed everything. And um, he was like, breathe, like doing the sound. I'm like, yeah, He's my friend to this day. All right, we got more with Tiffany Haddish. When we come back, we have to talk about her pooping in her boyfriend's Jordans. Yeah, strange, but we'll talk about it. Here's Notorious B.I.G. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Tiffany Haddish is in the building. Charlamagne? Why you doo-dooing your ex-shoes, though? Because he cheated on me. He cheated on me. They was Jordans. Jordans, I knew it. It was brand new Jordans. I knew it was Jordans. I ate a gang of corn, so he knew it was human shit. <laughs> do you have a Hold on, so did you, you, have a man now, did you right? do it directly in the shoe? Or I directly in the shoe. This is what I did, right? I did. I put it in, put the shoe back in the box, and was like, and I, he left him at my house. I took him back to his house. I was like, babe, we should go play basketball. Let's go play basketball. You should put your new J's on so you could be the shit on the court. You know what I'm saying? Kill these <laughs> on the court. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you can't tell every man this story. They're going to ruin for me. <laughs> I don't care. Don't do not do me wrong. You won't get shit on. See, and and I would have did, real? like, and I would have did what normal girls do, like put sugar in the gas tank, bust windows out the car, slash tires or whatever, because he slept with another chick <laughs> on my birthday. Do. What? On videotape. What? Like, and then I had picked up the video camera. He scratched my face. I still got a scratch mark on my cheek from that day. I, I was dumpster diving, trying to find that tape. I was in a dumpster for two hours in the rain. I found it. I watched it. And I was like, this revenge is real. And now I know, now I'm a better person. Now I know, let God handle it. There you go. And when God handle it, he do it so much better. You but jumped in the dumpster for two how hours. How did you know that the tape existed? Um, because he snatched it from me, and I was like, what's on the damn tape oh, that you snatching okay. the camera from okay. me, scratching my face? He's like, none of your he business. He should have broke the tape. Yeah, he should have broke the tape. Yeah, he's dumb, though. Yeah, he is dumb. Did he ever put the Jordans on, though? Yes. So what had happened was I told him to put the Jordans on so we could go play basketball. He put his foot in the shoe. He's like, what the hell? What the hell is in my <laughs> shoe? And he pulled his foot out. He's like, oh, it's somebody's my shoe. It's corny. <laughs> and I was standing in the door. I was like, yeah, n All the <laughs> you put me through now, you walking in and and I ran out the house because I knew he wasn't. He, was gonna catch you, yeah. he, he wasn't gonna chase me through his. He we lived with his mama. He right. lived in his mama's house. You're not gonna chase him through your mama's house with <laughs> on your feet. And I was out of there. Life has gotten much better for Tiffany. Yeah. I can sit here and listen to these stories all day. I, I got a lot of them. You got the Carmichael show. Yes. Which I love. Thank Season you. Season three of that on yes, NBC. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And I love working on it. And um, Girls Trip comes out next week. No, it comes no, out the 21st, 21st of July. Oh, July. Yeah. But I saw you in Kiana, too, by the way. Yeah. Now, I didn't initially think I would like that movie until I saw it. Because I was like, what is the premise of this? I'm confused about it. But then I saw it, and it's actually really funny. Yeah, it's just me and Chase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me and Chase. But Girls Trip I saw also because I had the privilege of getting to go to, like, an early screening. Yeah, tell us it. about this a little bit. And, I mean, not to give anything away, but Tiffany is, like, the funniest person I mean, from the trailer, you look like the star of the movie. In this movie. Which I'm, is saying a lot, because Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett Smith. I think all equally kind we, of... We all equally have our positions in the movie, and I don't think I don't think I'm the star at all. I think I just push the funny along. I help push the story. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it, it's, it's basically four friends who've 
haven't seen each other in a while, five years, and they get together because uh, one of them gets a hookup Re- at Regina the Essence. Yeah, Regina yeah. Hall gets mm-hmm. hooked up at the Essence Fest, and she brings all of us with her, and we fly in first class and doing it big. And um, my character is just like the craze. It's like a black female, Zach Galifianakis, um, but turned up to mm-hmm. full ratchetness levels. Right. And... Um, it's fun. It was so much fun making the movie. When I saw the movie, I, I for, like it's not that I forgot what I did in the movie, but it was just like, wow, they used seventy five percent of my like wow, tags of like stuff I made up, my ad libs. They used seventy five percent of that, and so that made me feel really good. And then I was like, dang, do I get a writer's credit? Mm, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I thought it was very empowering for women too, because there's a lot of things in that movie that some people might have shied away from, but you guys are you know, having sex, like, sexual, and it's not like, oh, my God, we're, you know, it was just really, like... Like a real girl's trip. Yeah, like and you fun... always got that one friend that's trying to teach you how to hook it up, you right, know, teach grapefruit. you how to... Yeah, the grapefruit. You got to see the grapefruit scene. That's, yeah. that's off the chain. Uh, <laughs> God, you do got a big tongue, too. I know, we just seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there is a scene where a guy in the movie has a humongous penis. Yes, Shaka Zulu-style thing. Has thang. that ever happened to you in real life? What, what grapefruit? Like I have a... a penis too big that you Yes, girl. I ended up in a hospital. He tilted my uterus. What? Knocked my uterus out of alignment. Don't look like what a country hater, was you Don't in? look like a hater. I was in South Central Los <laughs> Angeles. And he was a and he was a baggage he, black guy baggage handler and he was, <laughs> he, was he told me he was like, you know, I got a lot of you ain't gonna be able to handle this. And I was like, boy, please. I don't have Bring enough it. It's nothing. Boy, please, like, just make sure, like, make sure you got that lube in them condoms because you about to get the sh- out of you. And then he pulled his out. I was like, God damn. And he came with it, and I was like, and I was taking it, and I was throwing it back, and it was killing me. Oh, it was killing me. But I had a point to prove. And like, and whatever I say, I do. Like, and so I did all that. He was like, right after, he's like, I love you. We should get married. Like, he wanted to marry me and stuff. And then you was was like, nah, you a bad man. He was like, "Uh, you want to move into my place, trying to take me to to his house. He took me to Target, bought me all kind of shit at Target. And hey, stuff. Now. It was hard. It was like putting a flashlight and sitting down on it super hard. So over big all good for you. Nah, they tilt your uterus there and you all know. that stuff. Yes, I went to the ER. <laughs> so they did an ultrasound. And I said, look, straight up, I, this dude told me his thing was big. I didn't believe him. I had talked a lot of mess. I threw that ass back and something's wrong. I was throwing up. I kept throwing up. It was like, because he pushed my stuff up oh my and linked it. And, um, there you go. <laughs> He did That's what they call. Oh, <laughs> well, we're going to use that. Make sure we have that. No, I mean, f- them like. F- you want to f- them? We don't use that. We are using that. Now, don't get it twisted now. F- oh, we are using that. Don't get it twisted now. Now, I'm still a ride a big one, but now I know how to do use it. a way so to do it. It's a technique, and you got to you gotta have some control and some power. You can't just go like. Rough, rough right, guy on it, because I was, I was like, yeah. <laughs> 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 he was like, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Tiffany had a, 
It's crazy. <laughs> Tell them where to find you on Instagram and Twitter and all oh, that good stuff. Everything is Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany like the diamonds, had and dish, keep the two Ds is how you spell it. And um, that's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Tiffany Haddish. Send them right. mad d- pics, y'all. No, no send d- mad d- pics. If you send them huge, don't do that. I hate d- pics. It's what Tiffany if they look Haddish. nice and lotioned up and nice veins? Mm, I, I only want d- pics that I request. Now, okay. first send me your credit score. <laughs> send me your credit score first. <laughs> Let me get to see your credit karma copy. You know what I'm saying? And then we can talk about that d- pic. My goodness. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is the breakfast club reporter. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. You got a positive note for the people? Yes, man. The positive note is simply this. Worry about loving yourself instead of loving the idea of other people loving you. Happy 10 years. 10 years. Wow. 10 years. Charlamagne, Angela Yee, NV. You guys have been nothing but the best, the dopest. I appreciate you guys for holding it down for so many years. Congrats on the Big Ten. Not many get there. I'm glad that you guys have, and I can't wait to see you guys at the number 20. Love y'all. Peace. The Breakfast Club.